Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? All right, right now, let's go ahead and welcome in for the final time this football season. It is Razorback offensive lineman Josh Braun joining us. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. And Josh, as always, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing great. <laughs> I mean, obviously it could be better, but we'll take it as it comes. Yeah, yeah I understand. And, and that's kind of where we can start right here. I know uh definitely not the season that you wanted to have and we'll talk about the season in general but just uh the missouri game itself uh final hurrah for the razorbacks and obviously being on the home field just uh in that game a lot of things just couldn't get going kj get jefferson gets un- ended up getting hurt and just uh w- what'd you make of the game itself and maybe some of the takeaways you had from it yeah it just felt like whenever we tried to get something going um there'd be something that just would set us back and uh, i mean I mean, look at the look at KJ's injury. I mean, we finally break a big run. We start to feel like we're in a groove as an offense, and then he goes down, and and the result of that play was a turnover, and it just stalled the offense, put the defense on a short field, and you saw all those little little things just start compounding into just ultimately something we couldn't overcome. I mean, we went into halftime down twenty to zero, but we were still very confident that we could win the game. Um, there was no. In the locker room, there was no, oh, man, we're we're down 20. This game's over. It was, all right, we're going to come out and score. Then the defense is going to get two stops, and we're going to score after each of the stops, and we'll be up by one, and we'll win the game. Um, and then for us to start the second half as confident as we were, but to not execute the, the game plan to ultimately succeed. Um, I mean, I don't know how many plays we had before we turned the ball over, um, I think twice, to put us down 34 to zero. There's just really no coming back from that. So looking at uh, also at the end of the game, too, I'm curious because, you know, this was post-game. Uh, no more games left to, to turn the page and to prepare for. This was the final one. But uh, just what what was the locker room like and also just the message from Coach Sam Pittman at the end of the game, uh, just kind of heading into now what is the offseason for the football team? Mm-hmm. Disappointed. I mean, we we set out with a goal this year and – we, we had goals as a team and, and the first goal that every team has is to get bowl eligible because you're not going to, you're not going to win your division, win your conference, win a national championship if you can't first get to six wins. And so I feel like that's every team's starting goal and then they build off from there. And for us not to be able to complete um, basically the foundation of any good program, any good team, which is making a bowl um, is disappointing just to say the least, but ultimately the, the seniors that, played their last year this year. Um, although this last year of theirs wasn't wasn't what they had planned, they have done great things for the program as a whole. I think their their freshman year um, or their sophomore year, they went two and ten. Um, which although it's not too far off from four and eight, um, but that senior class in particular uh, went to they go to three bowl games, two bowl games. Anyway, they they won two bowl games back to back. Um the COVID year, they had a bowl game, but they got this program on the right track, and now it's up to 
the the underclassmen and, and the people who are now seniors to really take this program to the finish line and and get it competitive in this new era of SEC football. So just looking at the season in general, Josh, uh, I know we we came on here each and every week and talked mm-hmm. about the previous game and. Uh, you mentioned it not attaining the goal of uh, at least getting to postseason, playing to six wins. But just in your mind, uh, why do you think that was the case this year? Just why do you think you and the team weren't able to fulfill and achieve that goal that you guys set out to have before the season even started? I think it all boils down to just playing complimentary football. Um, the offense couldn't get anything going most games, and that severely handicapped our, our defense and our special teams units. I mean, our, our defense played outstanding all year. And, I mean, if you look at some of the games that we played, the offense scored points mainly because the defense put them in situations for them to score points. I mean, if you look at Mississippi State, we basically the defense gave us a ball on the whatever it was inside the 20. Um, and, I mean, if you can't get a, at least a field goal inside the 20, I mean, something's horribly wrong. Um, but – I mean, the offense wasn't able to, in that specific instance, to take those three guaranteed points and make them into seven. And if you look throughout the season, I think that's a common theme. And whenever the defense struggled, mainly it was because the offense put them on a short field, like we saw last game and in weeks prior. But um, that's what I would attribute most of it to, is just not playing complimentary football. And then if you look at the season as a whole, the more you lose the close games, um, the more hope is lost. Um, as a team, you're always going to have the core amount of guys who believe they're going to win no matter what. And it's the fringe that really makes the team who it is, because you can have you can have five leaders that are pulling the team up. But if you have 20 guys who are dragging the team down, it's it's not going to ultimately achieve success. Um, and I think that's something this offseason we need to work on is, is building the upper echelon so, more solid, making it more put 20 people at the top who are, who are pulling this team up and have no one on the bottom dragging us down. And I think that's our goal. And that's, that's what we ultimately have to do. Seeing with Josh Braun, uh, Razorback offensive lineman, thanks to Matt Black, all state insurance here on out of bounds. Now, Josh, uh, you kind of alluded to a little bit of, of the team itself. So I, I'm curious for you now turning the page and heading into the off season, just what are some things that you're going to focus on some goals you want to accomplish, just things you want to do this mm-hmm. off season to make sure that you as an individual are an even better player overall next season here in Fayetteville? I think the standard, um, faster, stronger, leaner, um, those all apply. But um, I need to work on on being a leader to some of the younger offensive line guys. I mean, now that now that Bo and Brady are gone, it's, it's up to the returning starters to really lead this offensive line to where we want to go. Um, I mean, today I started uh, swimming again just to take some of the pressure off my knees and hips. And um, it's something that I did uh, (laughs) while I was in the portal that helped me lose weight. I think I lost like 4% body fat just swimming every day. Um, So I'm I'm getting back to doing that. I I had a short workout today, just working on body mechanics, really getting um, just the range of motion in my hips and knees back to where it was. Um, Just because during the season, I mean, we, we take a beating and, and, Strength and conditioning isn't the focus, so you lose some of the technical aspects of lifts. That's what I'm really going to hone in on, specifically during the month of December. Um, and then, I mean, Coach Souders is a great off-season plan for us this year that I think will get my body ready to be in the best shape possible for uh, to put a great product out on the field. And I think that applies to every position and every player on the team. 
Well, and it's an interesting thing too, because uh, obviously, you know, you've, you're someone who's utilized the transfer portal yourself of mm-hmm. transferring from Florida here to Arkansas. And it's something I think that even Sam Pimmon alluded to as far as, you know, getting some offensive linemen in and, and going into the portal to get some of those guys. Just uh, how, how do you view it that way as far as just a competitor where it's uh, you got a bunch of guys that are coming in and uh, new guys, guys that maybe have played at other places in college mm-hmm. football and just you as a guy, as a returner, kind of the one, as you mentioned, one of the few returners maybe on the offensive line, just how will you approach having some of those new guys coming in where not only are they going to be players that have never played at Arkansas before, but could be on the starting offensive line with you as well? Yeah, I've been through all sides of it. I've been a, a young guy who's had a, a player transfer in above me and, and start over me. So I've been a backup to a transfer. Um, I've been a transfer myself, so I can, I can really see both sides of it. Um, I know it's it's a difficult situation to be in when, when an older guy transfers in and now you maybe aren't getting the playing time you thought you would get this, this year or next year. But ultimately every player has to do what's best for themselves. At the end of the day, college football is a business. I mean, you see that um, just today. I mean, you saw the Duke head coach go to Texas A&M. I mean, it's a business. Um, he had to do what was best for his family and, and him personally. And every player has to do that. And ultimately if you approach it from that aspect, you can't really get mad if someone transfers out of your program or someone transfers into your program because, I mean, it's college football. You got to compete every day. You got to earn. Nothing. Nothing is given. Well, and then also something too. In speaking about the transfer, like we've already seen uh, a player from Arkansas, Chris Pupal, has said that he's put his name into the portal and. Uh, I'm assuming there's probably going to be more just because that's how college football is, as you mentioned these days, just mm-hmm. kids coming in and out and everything. But uh, do you think that as far as timing wise for a lot of these transfers, is it sometimes things that maybe these players have been thinking about as the season has gone on and now that the season's over, they're moving on? Is a lot of it at the end of the year, there's some talks and some conversations where maybe they feel like they need to move on. What's usually the timeline just in your experience of seeing uh, some guys, which I know is everything's different, but as far as the timeline of when they decide or how they decide to, to transfer out once they get to that point? I would hope it's not a spur-of-the-moment decision. Um, I mean, I'd like to think that that Chris thought about this for weeks. And I know fans might not want to hear that because they're like, no, he needs to be focused on the game. But, I mean, he has personal things going on like everyone does. Um, so I hope he didn't make a rash decision and jump into the portal without examining all facets of that decision because it's it's a very heavy decision. I mean, you look every year, there are players who enter the portal who had scholarships at premier institutions who now either can't find a place or they have to end up going to a smaller school. They're not going to be able to graduate anymore. So it's, it's something that you shouldn't take lightly. Um, but... Every player is different, so there may be some people who go into meetings and, and they don't hear what they want to hear or or there's miscommunication between the players and coaches about what the expectations are and they need to make an evaluation based on that information about whether or not this is the program for them. And so me personally, I'm never going to get upset at a player for transferring just because I've done it. I know the, the deliberations that go into that decision. Um, Ultimately, it can work out for the best. I mean, there are numerous success stories of transfers not playing at a place or not playing to the to their potential, and then they transfer into a different situation that's better for them, and they succeed. I mean, you look at the quarterback at Washington this year, Joe Burrow. I mean, the list goes on, but 
ultimately you have to make the decision that's best for yourself. To me with Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance here on Out of Bounds. Uh, now, Josh, obviously I know you would rather be uh, preparing for a bowl game at this point in time, uh, more so than anything. But now you mentioned a little bit in the month of December of what some things you're going to be doing. I know you said you're swimming here, uh, you know, more, uh, more frequently. But just as far as the immediate plans for this month, and normally would it be a time for bowl preparation, just what are you going to be doing, uh, maybe just not only in the football side of things, but also – uh, and the personal side of things, because school's about over. And uh, I don't know if, if it's something you're going to stay around here. You're going to go back home to Florida. Mm -hmm. Just kind of what's your plans for the next month or so, personally, as yeah. well as your football side of things. So first off, football-wise, uh, I'm just treating it like a, an extra month of the offseason. So I'm going to be in the weight room. Um, like I said, I'm going to be swimming. It's not as structured just because we're supposed to be in bowl prep right now. So we're not going to have team lifts five days a week with team runs, but I'm going to treat it like that. So I'm going to go in and lift three or four times a week. I'm going to swim as much as I can just because the, the hyper pool has weird hours. <laughs> so I'm going to get in as much as I can, but um, ultimately it's just another month of the off season for me. Um, I'll probably, I see, I think I was looking at the calendar today. And so I think there's four weeks until December 22nd. And then I'll probably, my, my sister-in-law and nieces are coming into town um, for the Christmas block of time. So I'll probably take some time off just to spend with them. Um, and then uh, we haven't decided whether or not we're going back to Florida uh, for New Year's or early January, but I think my MBA program starts classes on the 8th. And so I'll probably have to be back from the 8th to the 15th. And then we as a team are back the 16th. Um, but personally, just with the holiday season, I think me and my wife, and new dog are going to be spending it here in Fayetteville um, just to enjoy Northwest Arkansas. I mean, we've lived here a year, but we really haven't. We've just been so busy with classes and football and practices that we haven't really gotten to explore as much as we'd want to. Um, we get a, a week here and there with spring break and 4th of July, but I think we'll definitely take advantage of this, this unfortunate off time that we've been, like I said, we haven't even been given it. We, we technically earned it. So Earned, earned in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be the first time I've ever heard it about putting in an, an unfortunate time off, you know. And but that's yeah. it, it is the case, though. <laughs> it is the case because, again, I know you guys would rather be uh, prepping for uh, postseason and everything, but uh, you definitely have to go see the lights of the Ozarks. I know that that's something that's. Uh, Where is that? It's actually. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure they still call it that, but it's basically on the in the Fayetteville Square. <laughs> uh it's oh, okay yeah and everything um that's kind of like i feel like that's the go-to thing nowadays is like not only you have to do oh, that yeah. but you have to get your picture in front of in front of the lights and you know christmas that was uh it was actually a huge selling point when we came on an, our official visit we went to the square and there was a bunch of lights and we've never had um, a downtown area like that and i was it was just so cool to see the lights and the people and i think there were some food trucks there at the time we went but it was really awesome so if anyone's listening, definitely go to the lights of the Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, another thing too, Josh, and this uh, might be a kind of a, a question I just kind of softball up to you, and you can take it how you want. But I'm curious because now that you've completed another year of college football, it's been obviously with a different team than what it was previously. But has there been something about yourself or about football in general, about just anything that you've learned? this season that you may not have known or may not have learned in a previous year playing college football? Is there something that really stood out to you this particular season that after going through it all, you're like, okay, that's something 
I have learned and I can take and I can apply or, or whatever it may be? I think, hmm, I would say the biggest thing I learned from this year is not to take any game for granted. Um, there are no, there are no easy wins. And I know it's it's hard to say that when you play teams like Western Carolina or Kent State, which I remember at the at the time we played those teams, people were upset and they're like, "Oh, we need to we need to do better. We need to do this. We need to do that." Um, and so we didn't. I think we didn't enjoy those wins as fully um, as we I think we wish we would have now, just given how the season turned out, um, and especially playing in the SEC. Um, conference and divisional wins are hard to come by. I mean, it's it's a dogfight every week. And just because you play well one week doesn't guarantee that you'll play well the next week. Um, my dad always likes to say there's no transitive property in football. I think many people – here, let's, let's look at Auburn for an example this past three weeks. I think uh, if you look at our game against Auburn and how well they played, and then you look at the New Mexico State game – and then you look at the Alabama game. If you take those three games, they played really well against us, so you would assume that they would destroy New Mexico State. And the the converse actually happened. New Mexico State, well, 21 points was the – Yeah, was 31 that? Yeah. yeah. So they beat us by an ungodly amount of points. I don't quite remember. I think it was 34. It's 48-10. So, 48-10, yeah. so, okay, 38. Um than to lose to New Mexico State by 21. I think everyone had written them off in the Iron Bowl saying, oh, Bama's just going to walk all over them. And then for them to put the fight they did against Alabama and that freaky play, <laughs> that insane, just no one could have predicted it um, for that to happen. I think if you if you look at that, that's college football in a nutshell. One week doesn't guarantee the next week and nothing you've done in the past matters for the game at hand. Um, and I think this season has taught me that more so than any of the seasons I've played in the past. Well, Josh, I can tell you that uh, we've really appreciated you coming on each and every week with us. And, uh, you know, we we have a, an opportunity to be able to do this with several student athletes and have done it before. But I think I speak for everybody that it's been very much appreciated because you have not only, uh, you know, answered tough questions when things haven't gone very well. And you've uh, also come on each and every time, same time. And we've made it work each and every week, which uh, says a lot because I'm sure at times, especially when you lose, you're like, ah, I just really don't want to talk about it. But, <laughs> um, but I can tell you from everybody, from our listening audience on 103.7 The Buzz and Out of Bounds, we really appreciate you coming on each and every week, talking with us and recapping, but also previewing and also uh, helping us get to know you a little bit more. So uh-huh. uh, I can say also that we uh, hope to have you around next year and hopefully we can mm-hmm. speak with you once again each and every week and talk about it some more but it's been a it's been a privilege and we really appreciate you doing it and making time out of your schedule each and every week to join us here on out of bounds oh of course i appreciate you giving me the platform to speak um i think this process has been very cathartic for me just given how the season's gone it's it's allowed me to work through some of the not just on the mental side of it just work through what what happened what we need to fix and nothing's going to get fixed unless you face the problem head on so i appreciate you giving me this opportunity well, at least I was good enough for something, you know, at least, at least I was able to do something with it. But yeah, no, it's been great, man. We really appreciate you. Appreciate Matt Black, Allstate Insurance for making it possible. And 
Uh, enjoy the time. I know that, uh, again, you'd rather be in postseason, but enjoy the time with family and friends and the holiday season and spring football beer before you know it. And I know you're eager to get back out there, man. So uh, good luck the rest of the way. And we hope to speak with you again next year. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, everyone have good lives until next year. <laughs>